Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Friday evening, written by T. Marcos. I don't understand it. Mary looked up at Quiven Ambassador with the exasperated grin. Delat, you've been in this gallery for nearly an hour now. You stopped in front of a dozen paintings. Each time you stare at it for several minutes. Each time you say the same thing. Because I don't understand, Delat replied. You seem to find this amusing, but I'm failing at the primary purpose of the visit here. Is it causing me considerable distress? She looked at Delat's impassive, squishy face. Uh Uh-huh, she said, not sounding particularly convinced. All right, tell you what, you look like this painting and tell me what you see, and then I'll do the same. The falls in his face deepened as he concentrated as he leaned closer to the paint-dubbed canvas. It's a composition of colored paints on cloth, primarily red, a design that does not appear to represent or depict anything, nor does it adhere to any form of symmetry or geometric patterning that I can discern. Chaotic black and gray strokes provide contrast. The light paused, looking at Mary. Is it the contrast? Does that hold the painting's appeal? Mary couldn't quite stifle her smile at the earnest question, shaking her head gently. No, although it does help, she said. She walked over to the small plaque beside the painting. What does that say? Delat examined the title card. Friday evening, he muttered. I had not noticed it earlier, but the name did not seem to bear any significance on the artwork. I had considered the idea that it was randomly chosen. Nothing in art is random, even the random elements, Marie said, looking at the gain through the lens of the name, the red light, the setting sun outdoors, blending with the warm tones of the street lights. The strokes are big, slow, they're taking their time, slowly fading into the black. The darker strokes are narrow, spiky, almost threatening. They're encroaching on the fading red, waiting to take what's theirs. There's a tension in this piece, dying light versus the ascendant darkness. Can you see it? The light looked at the painting for a long, long moment. No, he said. Marie sighed. Well, we gave it a try, she said. No, this was valuable, the light insisted. Please tell me what the other paintings mean. I'll convey your words back to the Quavi, and we analyze them further. Wait, Dal, Marie said, her eyes going wide. I might not have to explain it well. What I told you isn't what the painting means, it's what the painting means to me. Delight blinked, a complex operation for a quiven. Is your interpretation erroneous, he asked. What is the consensus opinion then? She shook her head, pressing two fingers against the bridge of her nose. There is no consensus, she sighed. You have to understand, you could walk everyone in this room past the painting and get an entirely unique interpretation for everyone. Hell, there are probably a few of them that would be closer to your view than mine. But this art is popular, Delight objected. Marie nodded. Mary. Even though no two of you agree on what it means, and a significant portion fail to derive any meaning from it whatsoever, Delight said flatly. That is likely part of the appeal. Marie confirmed the hint of a smile rising on her lips once more. 
It's about being evocative, Dal, providing a direction for emotion and thought, a nucleation point for ideas and feelings to take a hold and expand in new directions you might not have considered. Delight blinked once more, then consulted his handpad. After a moment, he gave her a confused look. That is not the definition of art, he said. The definition, Marie sputtered, making an exasperated gesture. Dal, there is no definition of art. It is as nebulous as the meaning of the painting, changing from person to person. Many humans would say that painting isn't art. But it is, Delight said. Yes, it is, Marie sighed. Delight's spatial folds deepened once more. So, he said slowly, many of you people require additional education on the subject. No, Marie shouted, drawing some glares from the other gallery patrons. Oh, damn it, I'm explaining this all wrong. It seems to be a very complex subject, Delight said. I'm sure some of fault is mine for not comprehending fully. I will note my report that you made an exemplary effort. Marie shook her head, running her fingers through her hair frustratedly. It's not your fault, we're just kind of hard to summarize sometimes. She said wryly, How about this? I'll put my head together with a few folks from the consulate and we'll see if we can figure out something. Keep a spot open on your calendar. She darted a sly look at the painting beside them. Let's say, Friday evening. Delight added an item to his data pad and then paused. Humor, he added, looking up at her. That was a reference to a relevant but unexpected contextual element. It was humorous. Good job, Marie chuckled. We'll have you doing stand-up by next week. I'm already standing up, Delot noted. Ha! <laughs> See? You're a natural. She teased, moving towards the gallery exit. Friday, Dal. I'll be in touch. They had an early dinner on Friday before the commandeering one of the embassy flyers to whisk them away towards the location further down the south coast. Delight looked over at Marie, who was humming as softly with a slight smile on her face. You seem content, he observed. She grinned at him, flashing her teeth. I have a good feeling about this, she said. We did our research, trying to figure out what sort of stimuli might resonate best with the quiven. The materials in your intro packet said that your people lived on your planet's oceans for a comparatively long period of time, right? Safe from the stormy weather. Delight inclined his head. That is correct, he said. We only emerged in response to depleted hunting caused by a minor extinction event, at which point our development proceeded en route fairly close to galactic norms. He paused. This is relevant to art, he asked, sounding as incredulous as a quiver never had. For us, art that addresses the primal is some of the most intense and appreciated, she said, and then paused and cocked her head. You're about to qualify that statement, Delat said. You are going to tell me that other humans do not value such art, nor do they consider it art at all. A descent chime went off and Mary laughed. I won't tell you such a thing, she said, but only because you've already figured it out. Come on, we're running late. Delat allowed her to hurry him away from the flyer and towards the gigantic structure, one of their sporting arenas, if he remembered correctly. They joined a stream of people moving through one of the many entrances and soon found themselves in the middle of a seething mass of people. Many shot curious looks their way. Delight was far from the only non-human there, but a few Quiven had visited Earth. Yet. Marie grabbed one of his primary arms and led him through the crowd. The space opened up into a colossal partial enclosure reigned with seats, presumably for watching the sporting events that were within the building's purpose. Everyone present was on a flat center, however, clustered before a smaller platform in the center with a variety of electrical apparatus. 
He turned to Marie in confusion. I don't understand, he said, noting a small quirk of her lips as he said it. Should we not be in the seats? Are you kidding me, she said, shouting over the noise of the crowd. You have to be down here by the stage. Trust me, you'll see. Delight and Clyde, he said. I will trust you, he said. The two of them stood amid a sea of people, in a tiny bubble of space afforded to them by Delight's novelty and bulk. The roof over the arena loomed high in the dark above them. As the stage fell into shadow, some strangely garbed men climbed the stairs to stand before the crowd. There was a hum from the stage and the odd taste of ozone. The lights went out, plunging them into darkness amid the building excitement from the audience. One of them held the instrument aloft. A guitar, Delight recognized, and ran his fingers sharply over the strings. Bursts of lightning erupted from the tall silver pillar behind him, surrounding the low note of the jarred Delight's very bones. He flinched backwards in utter shock, thinking how oh, the humans must be dead from such a close impact. But the cheers only intensified, and he's composed himself as Delight saw that they were each wearing metal clothing designed to shield them from the shock. The man began to play the guitar, evoking lightning from the pillar behind him that scurled up and down the musical scale. Frequency modulation, Delight shouted, looking at Marie. Marie turned to him with a giant grin, her eyes sparkling. You dork, just shut up and, uh... A blast of low-frequency sound drowned out the rest of her sentence, once again startling Delight backwards. The crowd around him roared back, their voices a single titanic chant of approval. Delight felt as if they were immersed in an ocean of noise, muddy currents of sound pressing in on him as the lightning strobed on the stage. The performers began to play in earnest, the lightning and the crowd thundering as one while the bass pulsed deep and powerful over the masses. The man with the guitar hopped up and raised the platform and thrust his fist skyward as he strummed with the other, catching a bolt of lightning with his fingers. It arced electricity made a pure note that skittered over the base, pulsing, merging. Lasers and strobes cut brilliant lines through the air that shifted color and dizzying speeds. Delat was overwhelmed with the sensations that insulted him from all sides, the crowd searching like a living beast in response to the musicians. As the music reached a crescendo, he felt the noise pull and pull at him until he tilted his head back and roared the stenarian below, raising his arms high. There was a visible disturbance in the stadium when the concert goers reacted to Lutz's impulsive call, and he immediately felt shame crushing down upon him. He turned to Mary to apologize, to ask that they leave, but found her laughing delightedly. On stage, the guitarist punched his fist into the air, and the bass roared back in the imitation of his call, rattling the audience even more thoroughly than he had. The crowd went mad. The lightning struck, and the show surged onward with wild abandon. The light rode the sound in a delirious, ecstatic waves for so long that he lost track of time, lost everything but the lights, the pulse, the thunder. And then... It was over. The band played their last thundering note while lightning crackled and flames burst upwards from the stage, sending the crowd into hoarse screaming fits that lasted well over the band that had waved their exhausted farewell. Delight felt drained in ways that he'd never felt before, but still alert, awake, and full of energy. He let Marine lead him towards the exit, noting that several around them made appreciative comments about his singing during the concert. 
Finally, they were in the tunnel leading out towards the flyer pad, the crowds departing by other exits. The air was cooler. He hadn't noticed how hot it had been by the stage, but now he relished the refreshing breeze from the outside as they walked. That was it, wasn't it, he said, finding a voice surprisingly hoarse. That was art. Marie grinned at him, although it seemed that she hadn't stopped smiling since they entered. Yep, she said proudly, that was art. He shook his head, feeling oddly giddy at their near the exit. So strange, he said, and so different from what you showed me before. I wonder if humans simply find the visual medium more... Marie lost her grip on his arm and stopped dead in his tracks. She looked back to find him slack-faced, staring out into the distance. Dal, she said, her smile, her last fading into concerned frown. Hey, are you alright? Delat looked out at the reddening sky, overcome. Deep crimson and orange wove through the clouds on the horizon, shading into purples above the culminating in a thin line of brilliant gold that the sun had yet to release its hold in the heavens. The silhouettes of the trees and buildings clawed their way into the sky, a thousand blackened cutouts framing the brilliant palette above. He was immobile, helpless. The dinner, the flight, the concert, the assault of sensation and the roar of the people, the feel of the space around him vibrating with noise, the excited energy from the crowd as it dispersed, and the cool air in his face, washing it all away while the sky burned. Friday evening. He would remember this night forever. Marie, he croaked. Yeah, Dal, she said, looking truly worried. Are you okay? Was it too much? The gallery, he said. How soon can we go back? I need uh, to see the painting. She blinked, looking confused and pivoted to follow his gaze. Oh, she said. Oh. She turned back to him, smiling once more, though strangely, he saw tears marking the corner of her eyes. Get in the flyer, she laughed, her voice thick with emotion. You're the ambassador for you. They're open now. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with, but the easiest way would be to share this video, and if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.